Today's episode is brought to you by the Vegas Beer Guys and the Sounds and Cinema Podcast. So I just like, just start saying it. Shants and Chew are washing their mouths out with soap because the How Dare You podcast contains explicit language. That, okay. Shants and Chew are washing their mouths out with soap because the How Dare You podcast contains explicit language. Blah, 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 bitch, book. Bitch fuck. Bitch fuck. Okay. Hello and welcome to the How Dare You Podcast. This is the house edition. Not the house, just house. Just house. I don't know how to say that. I have to say the house edition. I can't say this oh, is yeah. house edition. This is this the is episode the house where edition. we discuss house. Chance <laughs> 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 here of the How Dare You Awards trying to sort this out for me was Lady Chu, formerly of Tua T Fitness, right, Chu? Yes, I don't train anymore. Hi. Hi. <laughs> How happy are you? Um, uh, I, I feel relieved. Um, that I can kind of like set aside another, another chapter of my life. It had nothing to do with clients. It just had everything to do with me. So we're, yeah. we're doing new things. Moving on. Exactly. To house. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, house is a 1986 movie directed by Steve Miner. Chu, you of course know Steve Miner well. Steve and I went to school together. <laughs> I dated Steve in the fifth grade. You I did tramp. <laughs> you don't remember him, huh? Nope. We've seen him before. What's his name? <laughs> what movie have we done that you think Steve Miner might have directed? Director of House. Based on Horror House. slash comedy. Ah, shit. I don't. God. I don't know. Come on. Open up that fucking steel trap of a mind of yours. <laughs> I like to live things and then forget about them completely. Made out of fucking tin. Every day is new. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we've talked about him before. He's directed Friday the 13th, parts two and three. A movie called Warlock, My Father, The Hero, Forever Young. We talked about an unfortunate piece of business called Soul Man, in which C. Thomas Howell, a white man, becomes a black man to get into Harvard. Yikes. He also did Halloween H2O and the movie we fucking love, Lake Placid. Oh, so good. <laughs> So good. Right? Love it. Yeah. Great this movie, movie. This movie House has 57% on Rotten Tomatoes, my friend. Interesting. A budget of $3 million made uh, $3 million. Let's talk about that for a second. Only $3 million to make this movie. Okay, I believe that. God damn. This movie looks great for $3 million, Jew. Great. I know. I would agree with that, but I also believe it, it only took five, $3 million. Ah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Made 5.9 on its opening weekend. In the USA and the world, 19.4 million. Solid. This movie has three sequels, Jew, because it was such a damn hit. I saw. Yeah. The only one I really know is the second one. House 2, the second story. Get it? Whoa. <laughs> Clever. <laughs> Are you and Tom going to do that? Oh, we'll have to at some point. Yeah. Is he familiar I'll, with House? I'll state definitively right now, even having not seen the other sequels, I'm sure it's the best of the three. Number two. Yeah. Ooh. All right. Well, that's the opening business. This movie 
made, as we said, in 1986, Chew. So the How Dare You Awards were not in effect at that time. I don't know, though. What would you nominate this movie for? Fuck. I... I don't know. I mean, not worst title. No. Although maybe you could take exception to know the. But I like just house. Yeah. No, that's cool. Did it take itself too seriously? I don't think so. No. No. (laughs) Absolutely not. No. (laughs) The opposite argument could be made. Yeah. (laughs) A thousand percent. You could say most forgettable performance by a TV actor. Like at the beginning of the How Dare Yous, we had once like least effective performance by a friend because all the friends were in a movie. Yeah. That kind of thing. But George Went is great. Yeah. Do you know who George Went is? Cheers, right? Dodged a bullet. I do not have to murder you. Just so everybody knows, if I would just one day am not on the podcast anymore, Shan's killed me. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking the judge will gavel that. No need to forensic files that shit. It was the, Shan's. The okay. judge will gavel that not guilty immediately. <laughs> Your Honor, she didn't know what Cheers was. Dismissed. <laughs> Valid. Because I have a feeling you're going to bother me. Well, that is, well, rude, but also astute. Okay. (laughs) Do you know who William Cat is? Billy Kitty Cat? No. I don't know who that is. Billy Kitty Cat. (laughs) Obviously, that's an appropriate nickname for William Cat. Billy Kitty Cat. K-A-T-T, Chew. It's a a kitty cat. It's the same. I get it. He plays the lead character, Roger Cobb. Got it. Have you ever heard of the greatest American hero? Yeah, just by name, though. Do you know the song? I'm sure you're going to sing it for me. (laughs) (laughs) Believe it or not, I'm walking on air. Oh, yeah. Okay. Theme song to The Greatest American Hero. Who's in that? William Cat, goddammit. Billy Kitty Cat. Awesome. On it. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. Catch up, would you? Oh, I can't imagine that you actually have seen any of The Greatest American Hero, seeing as it first aired in like 1981. I've ne- No, I haven't seen any of it. Well, well, on a road trip through the desert, this mild-mannered school teacher uh, is kind of greeted by extraterrestrials. And he gets this extraordinary red flying suit that gives him all kinds of powers. But he... If memory serves, he drops the directions on the way home. So he does. He has difficulty flying and difficulty using all the superpowers that the suit gives him. I had no idea that that's what you were going to (laughs) say. Every bit of what you said was a surprise. (laughs) I had no idea that that's what that was. Amazing. Oh. Good times. Excellent, actually. I that that would be fun. All right, let me ask you about this though. What about Richard Mole? He plays Big Ben in the movie. Mm. Do you know what he's famous from? He seemed familiar, but I couldn't place him. Hmm. I'm about ready to get upset again. Do you know the show Night Court? I am aware that there was a show and it was called Night Court. All right. 
Okay, so you just you kill me a little murder bit, once not again. all the way. Just maim? Yeah. Okay. Fucking great show. I mean... John Larroquette won Best Supporting Actor in a comedic, in a comedy television series so many years in a row that he finally said, you know what, just don't even consider me anymore. Wow. Yes, ma'am. In fact, there's a Cheers connection because the star of Night Court, Harry Anderson, who's a stand-up comedian magician, like his stand-up all revolved around magic as well, but he played Harry the Hat on Cheers. And I can remember watching those episodes, played a played a few episodes of as Harry the Hat and thinking, this guy's fucking great. He's got to get his own show. And his, that's exactly what happened in the show is Night Court. Wow. Yes, ma'am. Anyway, Richard Mole played the bailiff who seemed like a complete and total idiot, but actually had an IQ of about 180, 188, I think is officially his supposed to be his IQ, but he's just this big, dumb, gentle giant. Wow. Is Night Court a real thing? Mm-hmm. Can't be. Because the city closes at like 4.35 p.m., so I can't really imagine that court is in session at nighttime. So I know that Let's see here. New York, New York's night court, which operates from 5 p.m. to 1 a.m., has become a worldwide tourist attraction because it's so freakish. Nowhere else in the world are courts in operation at the dead of night like this. Wow. Yeah. That is kind of awesome. Right? So anyway... I mean, I really thought you were going to upset me. You only mildly upset me, upset me. I'll just lose a couple fingers kind of thing. I almost just said upset it. That's not a word. <laughs> <laughs> upset it? That's like something I would say. You're like, wait, wait no. <laughs> All right. Chu, can you tell us, please? For the benefit of the audience who might not know what the fuck House is, we're not talking about a television show. It's not House MD. We're talking House. Just House. Scary. <laughs> um. Okay. House is about. Explain that plot. Explain that plot. Vietnam vet who grew up in a really scary house with a kind of a cause crazy aunt and uncle. Well, specifically Crazy Aunt. Mm-hmm. Um, she always believed that the house was haunted. He ends up having a son, and the son gets lost, or slash disappears, and they never find him. Right. Uh, then the aunt later dies in the house, and he decides, I'm going to spend some time in the house and just kind of, he's also an author, I'm going to write my next book, and... Uh, I don't know. Maybe something will be triggered. Maybe I'll be triggered by something in the house. Write a good story. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah, the house is haunted and bad things happen. And he starts having flashbacks of his time in Vietnam. And they definitely come into play later in the movie. All right. Also, his neighbors have no sense of personal space. <laughs> I have so many notes here that say Chu won't like this. <laughs> oh, I made notes. <laughs> the neighbors. Those fucking neighbors. Chu will have neighbor notes. Uh, uh, yeah, I feel like that sums it up. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Sums it up well. So we're total and direct opposites. We were discussing on air. You said you have two full pages of notes for this movie. Yeah. I have minimal amount of notes well i did not hate this movie okay i just had notes all right there's there's definitely grievances but i didn't hate this movie this movie's fucking great it was i loved this movie i don't know if i loved it i loved the fact that it was an hour and a half yeah 
I loved that very much. I like the tone of this movie. This movie, I mean, it's not as scary now, but when you were younger, there were some legitimate scares in the movie and legitimate laughs at the movie. Yeah. And that's a hard thing to balance. Yes. I also personally love a haunted house movie. Yeah. Sign me the fuck up. Yeah. Love it. Um, I feel like this could have used a little more like, I needed some more haunted scenes, like spooky ghost scenes, uh, but it wasn't spooky ghost haunted no, house. No, it's different. Yeah. This was another Comedic dimension. puppets. Haunted house. Yeah. This was different. <laughs> This was not, I saw a shadow out of the corner of my eye, spooky. This was, there's a full-on nasty-ass monster in the closet. Yeah. He's disgusting. But it kind of reminded me of the thing. Oh, yeah. The thing in the closet. Mm -hmm. You know? it's You could see the influence of work. I felt like this had poltergeist vibes. Yeah, that too. But not near as good as poltergeist. Well, it's funny because the creature that comes out of the closet in Poltergeist is kind of similar to the closet creature in this, except the, like, the skull is bigger in the Poltergeist, and it's more stop motion as opposed to an actual puppet. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so you guys were scary, though. This wasn't scary. Oh, uh, yeah. All right, Chu. Well, I'm dying to know. <laughs> How many grievances do you have for a house? I have 39, but a handful... Oh, my God! A handful of them were both grievances and positive points. Okay. So you get a little asterisk on that one. Want to know how much I like this movie? You got 18. 16. Shit! Oh, 16 good. grievances against the movie. Interesting. There's I, I started to let this movie just wash over me. <laughs> how many positive points did you have? 22. I knew it was going to be opposite. I knew you were yeah. going to go higher. I had seven. 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 Get the fuck out. How can you not? I mean, this is both a grievance and a positive point, but the plunging neckline sweater. Dear God. <laughs> like, what is that even for? Who is that for? I it think you're missing exist a piece. It can only exist in the 80s. It can only exist in the 80s. Sir, I think you're missing an undershirt. Something. God, was it even tucked in? Might have been tucked into the pants, I no? I think it was tucked in. Because he, he was standing outside taking the trash out, and he put his hands in his pockets. And I was like, like, the silhouette of him looks good. His, his The shirt was tucked in, but yeah, the V-line, oh, I don't understand. That isn't for anybody. Mm-hmm. So strange. Hated that. <laughs> Oof. any other first and first mostly thoughts uh the neighbors really um really came in hot for me oh yeah why is everyone just helping themselves into other people's house you could get don't shot fucking walk into my house and don't get into my pool i don't care how hot you are get out of my pool that's so weird <laughs> you're making an enemy out of me if you're Chew's, doing that. Chu's got issues with her neighbors as it is. If you came over and just helped yourself to anything on my property, we have, have an immediate fucking problem. What if you what if you walked what if you walked out of your room and looked through the patio door there and your neighbor was just in your pool? Oh, I'm going 0 to 150. Absolutely f swinging that door open. Absolutely fucking not. Get the fuck out. You're a goddamn liability. <laughs> Get the fuck off my property. If I catch you here again, you're fucking done. Done. <laughs> By done, you mean murdered? That, well, and I'll have to call the cops and be like, I killed somebody. <laughs> Which was my right, officer. He was They're in my, my pool. property. 
<laughs> oh, that's good stuff. All right. Why don't we take our first break? Fantastic. And we'll come back and we'll see what else might make you murderous. Right after this. Can I ask you a question? Do you like beer? I like beer. It's required by law that you like beer when you're living in San Diego, California. But even I can get confused and dizzied by the amount of choices that you can see at your local beer store. What's a person to do? I'll tell you what you do. You'll watch the Vegas Beer Guys, a live show on Instagram and Facebook, and they will set you right as to what beers you should have in your life or should not have in your life. The Vegas Beer Guys are brought to you by Dan Aker, the beer professional, and Stephen Weiss, self-proclaimed beer novice. They'll drink beers for you and drink beers with you. Go ahead and check out their live shows, and they'll tell you which beers you should be having in your fridge. Everybody wants the perfect combination of malt and hops in your life, and Dan Aker and Stephen Weiss are the perfect combination of fantastic and wonderful. Check them out on Facebook. Check them out on Instagram. Find them. You're going to watch their show and love their show. They give away free merch during their shows. So go ahead and check out the Vegas Beer Guys. What a great time. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Lady Chu and I are here discussing House, the 1986 movie <laughs> directed by Steve Miner. House. Uh, where to go, Chu? I mean, what's your what what's your first what's your first uh, well I grievance and positive point. Uh, the classic '80s scary music. That was wait, was that a positive point or a grievance? Both. Oh, uh, see, I just have it as a positive point. I love that beginning music. Yeah. Also, you could really hear some psycho influence. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I it's interesting because Psycho was 1960. So the influence that, that movie has decades, yeah. like two and a half decades later, it's still there. People are still using it as a waypoint, as a reference point for the movies they're making in the 80s. Yeah. It's like, That's this pretty is, impressive. This is going to be a scary movie. Have you okay. seen Psycho? Uh, I saw it when I was a kid, but I'm very familiar. I'm like, all right, you know, in the shower. <laughs> I feel like everybody's going to know what that sound effects was. <laughs> they will. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Music. So that's your first for both then, huh? Yeah. Also, um, yeah, the, him First of all, again, just walking into people's houses. Leave the groceries. You don't need to meander. It's not your fucking business. Yeah, that kid. What are you doing? What are you doing? I thought, what the fuck are you doing? You just... Leave those groceries. That was my first grievance. Like, maybe so... you take them to the kitchen. Maybe you just no, get the fuck out. that table he put them on, perfect. Get the fuck out. Yeah. Also, I had a grievance against... Uh, this is a minor thing, but he walked into that. The angle he was walking into that room, he could do nothing but see the ant hanging. Yeah. Swinging on the noose. But they filmed it in a way where they wanted her to swing into frame. Yeah. So he walks in and like kind of looks to his left and then looks to, and then right. looks to his right. So it's like he passes over. The grandma without seeing her, and then she swings into frame, and that's when he sees her. Yeah, it's some, definitely some inconsistency there. Yeah, but minor grievance. Yeah, uh, I loved like boom, we're going in hot, boom, dead ant, dead yeah. swinging body. I was like, oh shit, yeah, we're doing this. I put yeah. fantastic, positive point, <laughs> which is alarming. So. You know, Chew, ladies and gentlemen, always, <laughs> always hoping for a murder. Look, it's not a good story if somebody doesn't die. Okay, that's right. life. Get over it. <laughs> People die. Act accordingly. Shit. 
I also both positive and uh, uh, grievance and positive point were the weird fans talking directly into camera. Oh yeah, I in, um in line to sign, you know, get get signatures from his, which also seemed weird, by the way, because. They made it seem like this book had been written a long time ago, and yet he's still doing book signings for the book yeah. he wrote a long time ago. Yeah, right? I made note of that. the The book signing scene was uh, it's just weird. Very weird. And also, yeah. another weird thing that was another grievance for me was the shooting of uh, how the how talking to his agent was filmed. The camera was on opposite sides of the street as the actors with cars just zooming in between where you can barely see and or hear the actors talking. Yeah. Thought that was a little weird. Agreed. I also didn't like the real estate agent. He was up I his loved ass. the word the real estate agent. I hated He's him. hysterical. I did not enjoy him. That's the like... manager of the hotel in Ghostbusters. Oh. Well, he's not a very good real estate agent. You can get but the fuck if you off shoot your ass. harpoon at me, I'm gonna fucking chop your dick off. Yeah, and then he's like, "Oops, excuse you." Yeah. Actually, excuse you. That feels like a thing that's now maybe it's not '80s, but it's movie related. You know, when something terrible happens in a movie, we talked about this with um. Oh, what movie was it? What movie had electrocution humor? Like you're asking me. <laughs> um, you're right. Deep Blue Sea. Somebody no, electrocuted there. It was. It was sooner. It, was, it wasn't too long ago. Anyway. Jack Frost. Was there electrocution there? Jack Frost. Jack Frost. The I scary think it was one? that one. Yeah, the yeah. scary Jack Frost. Electrocution humor. When somebody gets electrocuted, nobody starts laughing. No, it's frightening. Instead, you say, "Jesus Christ, are you all right?" Yeah. And so if somebody shoots a harpoon gun accidentally and it goes right next to my shoulder, my first words are, what the fuck are you doing? As opposed, And then the next words out of the, out of the harpooner's mouth should be, holy shit, are you okay? I'm sorry. Yeah. Not, oops, I'll drown you in the fucking pool portal, okay? <laughs> in the pool portal. <laughs> oops me again. And you're dead. Spoiler alert. The pool <laughs> is a portal, everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, anyway, as you had said in your summary of the plot, or rather description of the plot, we have this guy. He's an author. It's set up so that his kid's dead. Yeah. Or missing. At the very least, missing. So there's been a strain on his relationship. He's divorced from his wife. He seems to be calling her, like, at the Emmys. Or she called him from the Emmys or something like yeah. that. Didn't it seem like the Emmys? Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's calling from an, from an award show. Yeah. And she is a television actor. Looked like she was acting on Dallas to me. Yeah, Not it was very you know soap opera-y. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember what I told you about Dallas? What are the two big episodes, Chew? That it was all a dream. Hey! And who shot JR? Yeah. All right. I'm going to give you... I'm going to put a little bonus point here. I'm going to write down a bonus point for Chew. Thank you. Remind me not to get mad at you once. Eh. <laughs> It'll be short-lived. Good luck for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he was going to sell his house or his aunt's house. And then he decides to just stay and write his new book there. His new book is all based on his experience in Vietnam. Yeah. Which is hysterical because they have flashback scenes and there's guys clearly in their late 30s, early 40s. <laughs> in Vietnam as new cadets. Yeah. Pretty good. I have thoughts on the Vietnam stuff, and I 
Well, I have notes on the Vietnam stuff. It reminded me of how present Vietnam movies were in the 70s and the 80s in American cinema. It's just fucking everywhere. Yeah. It is a constant refrain. Something we just go back to and go back to and go back to. Yeah, I I guess I was thinking, you know, I guess to your point, it probably makes sense because it probably makes sense that they brought up the whole Vietnam thing in the plot. But for me, I was like, this seems kind of random. This seems Mm. like a random piece of information to put in the backstory. And then I thought, well, is there somebody involved in the movie or the screenplay who is trying to make a point? Yeah. Are they trying to, like, make a point that, uh, I don't know, I'll save it. It's an easy uh, place to start from for a character who's suffering. Traumatized. traumatized. Suffering. Right. Yeah. So you take a character who's uh, traumatized to begin with, and then he loses his son. And so you have that 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 bridge for the audience yeah. of, oh, this poor fucking guy. What else could go wrong? Yeah, I think that's just it. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, he decides to not sell. I did think that real estate agent, fucking Chet, he's funny, Chew. Uh, his name was Chet? That, well, the character's name. I the character's name like is Chet. Yeah. The actor's name is Michael Ensign. Who the f- like, Chet, I know there's Chets out there. Who's naming their kid that? <laughs> and what is that even short for? Chet? Chet Parker. Ugh. That guy's a douche. <laughs> <laughs> if you name your kid Chet, you're a terrible person. <laughs> Wait, I, we gotta stop you right now. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to to, to uh, call the government and change your kid's name. Yeah. Although, Chew, Chet, weird science, Bill Paxton. I don't know. Oh, Jesus Christ. Have you seen Weird Science? No. Oh, God damn it. See, I told you it was going to be short-lived. Deprived. No, I'm mad. I, I, I'll i save it for later. I'll okay. not be mad at another one. This one, I'm mad. Okay. <laughs> Fucking jackass. <laughs> uh, you love Bill Paxton. I do. You'd love him as Chet. I feel like anybody named Chet constantly says, my father will hear about this. Kind of. Yeah, that's basically Chet in the movie. (laughs) At one point, Kelly LeBrock freezes their grandparents and puts them in the pantry because they were just up to no good. (laughs) He goes over and opens the pantry. He's like, hey, Granny. Hey, Grammy. Hey, Hey, Grandpa. Closes it and gets this look on his face. It's fucking priceless. Are they dead? No, they're not dead. What are they doing in here? Yikes. It's good stuff. But that's a different movie. Apologies. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so he goes into the house and then right about now we meet George Went. I liked his introduction, by the way. Total positive point when he keeps talking about how crazy a old bat his aunt his aunt was, and he goes, "Well, actually, she was my aunt. Heart of gold, though. Yeah. Really, just I mean, you know, wonderful woman." That was good. Yeah. Come on. Oh fuck! Who carries around a book in their pocket like that? <laughs> I have a I have a note here that said you would not like that grievance. Also, like major grievance. Yeah. No. Also, get a new book. If if the cover yeah. of the book is no longer intact, you need to get a new book. Yeah. I also, did like that. I did like that he asked him to sign it though. This fucking torn yeah. apart, disheveled piece of shit of a book. Could you sign this for me? Uh, he offered to shake hands, but his hands were filthy. Mm-hmm. Uh. Uh-uh. No, no, no. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna pound it. 
be done with it. <laughs> oh fuck. Yeah, I have a I have a Wentz book grievance note. This is when we're getting the plunging neckline sweater, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I also I put it as a positive point and a grievance just because it was so sublimely stupid. I loved it when he used the remote to turn his kid off in the window. Yeah. He's like seeing a vision of his missing boy in the window. Who's just, you know, dad, dad. Nope. It's enough out of you. Click. He just clicks the remote. (laughs) We were way into remotes in the 80s, you know. It was a new thing. Because it was a new thing. Yeah. You didn't have to get up. The kid turns off like a television. So stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, here's one of my great positive points, though. Because it's right about here where he, uh, the midnight puppet, you know, the midnight thing happens in the closet with the monster. And then he starts running. He gets all the cameras and shit. By the way, first of all, that's exactly when I leave. I'm like, I'm done with this fucking house. Like somebody else can look for my son. I don't need anything that's going on in that closet. In fact, I had a grievance note that says because when he first gets to the house and he looks at that painting. Yeah. Like with all the fire and shit. I'm like, ah, I'm done. Yeah. There's some weird, weird <laughs> shit going on in this house. Honestly, I would have just boarded up the bedroom door and left it at that. That mm-hmm. monster can have the bedroom. You just yeah. can't come out. That monster's that bedroom's yours, monster. You just walk down the hall here, like, scuttling and shuffling and stuff. Nope. It's blocked. It's fine. That's oh, his space. Fuck. Oh, but I, I so my major positive point, though, is after he gets all the cameras and he does that test run, literally a run through the house where he's diving over shit and, like, jumping off the stairs. That's a big jump. He could have <laughs> broken a leg. He does some of his own stunts in this movie. I noticed that at the end of the movie, Big Ben throws him down the stairs. And I'm I'm thinking to myself, that's William Cat falling downstairs. Yeah. I was pretty impressed. That was was all right. That was good. Oh, but that fucking test run, when he comes outside, he's like, yes! (laughs) Just got me. I mean, it's smart to do a test run. I felt like that was realistic. You got to be ready. How much time do I have to get out of the house? Is that what it was? Yeah. How how did he know he was so successful? He didn't even look at his watch for time. Yeah. I mean, like eight seconds. I guess. He did jump the stairs. That cuts off one and a half to two seconds right there. (laughs) Oh, shit. Is this when Norm comes? I'm just going to call him Norm. Yeah. I think his name's Harold, but I'm going to call him Norm. George Went is Norm. Is this when he comes over? This is this is the ma- a major grievance because he comes over with the food, right? When he's, it's like another midnight and he's going to try to capture this creature on film. Yeah. And then George comes over with Chinese food. Yeah. And a lot of high life being drank, uh, drank in this movie. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> uh, again, like, Norm just helps himself. Yeah, he just walks in. He Not only does he walk into the house, we don't even see him walk into the house. He walks into the room. Yeah. Where Roger we, Cobb is. Why is everybody just walking through this motherfucking house? Also, going back real fast, when he was doing the test run and he's outside, he sees Norm and Norm's dog on his yeah. lawn. Oh, yeah. Get your fucking dog and you on the sidewalk. Were you going to let your dog shit on my lawn? Is that why you're over here? Why are you on this side of the fence? What are you doing? Uh Uh-uh. Do you take Charlie for walks? I do. I don't let him shit in other people's yards. I was just wondering if you just let him outside in the backyard or if you take him for walks. You got to take that dog for walks, Chew. He goes for walks. You can pee all you want, but you can't shit on people's yard in, in their lawns. If you're going to shit, you got to do it on like some mulch or some dirt. See, what if, Lamesa, so long as you pick it up. La Mesa doesn't have sidewalks, really. Uh, so 
there's ever there's other safer places for dogs to shit, and I don't feel like I'm shitting on somebody's lawn, right? Charlie right. knows. He knows what he's allowed to do and what he's not allowed to do. Because <laughs> you're gonna choke him. You just you shit at home. <laughs> you shit at home. Didn't you tell me once that you let the shits kind of go for a while in the backyard, and you had to get like a big bag? Yeah, if I like have a busy week, and. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, I need to go pick up dog poop. And then you're just like, fucking shit. <laughs> literally. Yeah. Uh, so much poop. Well, not literally. I don't mean that you're fucking shit. Exactly. Because that's gross. Yeah. And a potentially ambiguous statement. Uh, I meant the shit was literal. Yeah. Not the fucking. Like, whoa, there's dog poop. Like that. <laughs> yeah. Dog poop. Oh, good times. Uh, let's take another break. Yeah. And then we'll come back and we'll finish up. House. Party. All right. Right after this. If you like podcasts like I do, boy, do I have a treat for you. You need to stay on target and check out the Sounds and Cinema podcast. Listen as your host, sound designer and music creator, Tony Parham, and co-host, musical performer and sound lover, Derek Hansen, D-Rock if you're nasty, and I am, discuss all things sound related to film, television, stage, and theatrical productions. They discuss environmental sounds, bioacoustics, dialogue, the nature of communication through sound, but as an added bonus, they drink beer and try to... Stay on target! Find them wherever you get your podcasts and listen to the pure mania of a man who can charitably be described as Doug, the dog from Up, and another man with a soothing and sultry voice trying to get that man to... Stay on target! That's the Sounds and Cinema Podcast. Tune in and listen to the sounds they are creating just for you. We're back once again. Lady Chu and I are here discussing the Steve Miner gem, I'm going to say... House from 1986. I used to watch this movie over and over again. Wow. Loved it. Okay. I accept that. I couldn't help it. I understand. Because after he does that run, you know, then he actually tries to capture the beast with George Wentz's help. Yeah. And he kind of does. Monster comes out. Monster does come out. But he also gets dragged into the jungle, right? Shit, what happened after that? Yeah, he he lets him go. He goes into the closet. And then Norm gets the fishing. Well, we harpoon the... George harpoons the beast. Yeah. But the rope to it goes around William Cat's foot and drags him into the jungle. Mm-hmm. The jungles of Vietnam, by the way. Yeah. How's he get out? He just sort of... There's a bunch of shit going on. This is this is when we find out... So we, we're seeing a bunch of flashbacks. So as he's writing his novel, so we're seeing Haunted House shit, and then we'd see him write some of his novel, and then we'd flashback to Vietnam... Yeah. And you see that Richard Mull is sort of a big asshole. And the unit in Vietnam doesn't like him very much. At one point, they say, hey, you're going to take point. And they make William Cat go with him. And the next, you know, I mean, Big Ben's just being a big asshole. Yeah. If you're in the middle of a jungle and the Viet Cong are near, don't say, Yoo-hoo, Charlie! Absolutely not. Because then you're a dick. Yeah, Head. you're a big fucking asshole. Stupid. what you think was going to happen? Right. Ben. So, of course, he gets shot. But it's in this moment, so you, in the flashbacks, you see that he's shot. But you don't see, like, it cuts right there. You see, sort of, it goes back to William Cat, Roger kind of crying and sweaty and suffering from PTSD, basically. Yeah. 
But in this moment, when he goes, now you see what actually happened in Vietnam. And it's he goes over to try and help Big Ben. And then Big Ben says, I'm not going to make it. You have to kill me. And he says, no, I'm going to go for help. And then the Vietcong actually takes him and drags him away. Yeah. But Cobb gets away. Yeah. What did you think in that moment, by the way? Did you figure it out? No. Okay. No. I just figured... I don't know. I just figured it was a haunted house. I didn't think that somebody specifically... I didn't think that there was an agenda. I just thought it was a haunted house. It's one of the things I like about this movie. Agenda haunted house. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody needed revenge. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler alert, everyone. Big Ben is causing all this shit. (laughs) He kidnapped the boy from the pool. And he's fucking in charge of all the shenanigans. Yeah. Including the killing of his aunt. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's unfair for Ben to be upset with Roger for not killing him. Now, granted, it sucks. Like, yeah, you know, hindsight. Yeah, I should have probably killed him because then he got tortured for weeks and that's horrible. But it's really a lot to ask somebody, can you kill me? Like in that (laughs) moment, you know, even if you're a dick. Roger's probably going to have a hard time killing you. Yeah. So ease up, Ben. Okay? It sucks. You're just in a I'd shitty situation. Just, I'd and hand it's not him a Roger's grenade. fault. I'd hand him a, a grenade. Pull the pin. Yeah. Do it yourself. Good luck. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Won't miss you. See ya. <laughs> I mean, uh, but yeah, Big Ben's being an asshole. Like, that's, yeah, that's a lot dead. to ask. Now, do I have this right? Because it's like, I, I think, because then we get into, like, the garden tools start chasing him around, and then we see the goblins and the monsters. Yeah. The big fat. The fat lady. Fat lady. His wife that turns into a fat goblin. I mean, we saw that that was going to happen. That wasn't her. Right. We knew that wasn't her. And then but he when gets, the, Go ahead. Uh, yeah, he shoots it, and the cops come. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that scene. Yeah. Why were the cops trying to use the bathroom? That's weird. Had to pee. And why is everybody such a close talker? Can you back the fuck up? <laughs> you don't know either of those cops. But the cop that went to the bathroom, Blues Brothers... The other mm-hmm. cop in the kitchen, he's one of those 80s guys you just see in everything. Had a yeah. recurring role on In the Heat of the Night. In the Heat of the Night, the television show, not the movie Chew. I'm sure you were confused by what I said. That's an unnecessarily long title. In the Heat of the Night. That doesn't roll off the tongue. What are you guys watching tonight? What's your favorite show? In the Heat of the Night? That's Chew, you're like... not going to get a lot of people on your side for fucking within the heat of the night. Maybe the television show, but not the movie. Sidney Poitier, get your shit together. I'm going to make you watch that movie. We'll see. Teachable moment. It's a teachable moment type movie. I believe you. (laughs) Like it's a type of teachable moment? Like it could be a teachable moment or absolutely without a doubt is a teachable moment. Because you can't be wasting my time with mm, maybes. Oh, it's not a maybe. you watch a lot of bullshit. And I need <laughs> definites on I don't make moments. you watch a lot of bullshit. Not for, not for teachable moments. Make you watch a lot Correct. of bullshit outside of teachable That's moments. That's what I'm saying. Like, okay. you make me watch a lot of bullshit. I'm going to need a reprieve. So I need a 150% teachable moment. It's 150%, but it's a heavy drama, too. That's okay. All right. Yeah. Well, then calm down. <laughs> I just get wound up sometimes. I'll say. Yeah. So when this movie hits its absolute perfect stride for me is when the goblin 
is knocking him around with the shotgun after the cops leave. And then he opens up the door that he had trapped all the garden tools in. And the garden tools kill the monster. Yeah. I mean, the very second that monster drops and you start hearing Linda Ronstadt's You're No Good, this movie's fucking sublime. <laughs> this movie is fucking great. I, uh, I didn't write it down, but I did enjoy that part. I was like, this is kind of fun. I love when he, that monster drops and William Cat goes, yes! <laughs> Little arm pump. Yeah. It's like, yeah! <laughs> you're no good, you're no good, you're no good. And then that's when we have another shitty neighbor in the fucking pool when he's trying to bury a body. Like, Bitch, I'm busy. What the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> We live on a nice street. You're telling me you actually don't have a pool? Ma'am. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, I'm divorced. She's like, oh, wow, really? Bitch, suck my dick. Okay, that's rude as fuck. <laughs> and actually, you didn't want to suck my dick because you only wanted to use me to babysit your kid. So what does it fucking matter if I was divorced or not? You didn't actually want to fuck me. Yeah. Was it her kid with the baby mullet? I can't remember if it was her kid or his kid. One of those kids has a mullet. Yeah, they actually looked like they could be related. I want to say I read that one of those kids was Steve Miner's kid, I think. Oh. I don't know if that's right. <laughs> I have it as a positive point. I'm sure you don't. But what about what? Because he buried the whole monster, except the hand gets out. What the fuck is that dog doing there? God damn it, dog. <laughs> so it must have been the lady's dog because the hand ends up on the kid. Wasn't that Wentz's dog? Oh. I think that he just got out yeah. and was, you know, running amok. But yeah, that hand gets on the kid. I thought you were none too pleased when he bit that hand off of the kid and that's put disgusting it <laughs> you don't know where that hand's been you don't you even know it's know... been dead a while Ugh. and in another dimension for All who right. knows how long <laughs> you think that monster washes his hands he does not put okay. that hand down that's been in another dimension that hand has fucking covid guaranteed <laughs> Gross. And you know what? I would have been concerned. So mom comes over, is like, hey, actually, I need you to babysit my kid uh, because I'm selfish and inconsiderate and I don't give a fuck about you or anybody else's time. Right. Why wouldn't, why wasn't she concerned that immediately she walks into the house and he starts chasing after her kid and then they end up going into the bathroom together? I'm not, he's obviously not a child molester, but as a parent, that's where my mind would have gone. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't care. She's just needs to go out. Man, you're a selfish bitch. <laughs> First of all, you don't even know this guy and you're going to let him watch your kid? Mm-hmm. What? No, I agree with you completely. She's a that terrible was a grievance. parent. Hater. Oh, we didn't talk about that Marlin. Oh, God. Yeah. That the haunted Marlin. fish. Haunted Stop. fish. That's a major positive point. <laughs> I had both. That was both for me. <laughs> grievance and positive point. Oh, that was my exact note. Haunted fish. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking amazing. I love it. We're kind of towards the end now, right? Yeah. I mean... He's got to go back to Vietnam. He finds his kid. He brings his kid back. And the movie presents itself as victory. And he opens the front door and there's fucking gnarled Big Ben. Yep. That looked great. Yeah, I did not anticipate Big Ben being there. I was like, wow, this is weird. He just easily goes through the medicine cabinet, gets his kid, goes swimming yeah. in the swamp. Boom. Pool portal. And 
And then Pool Portal. Big Ben's like, I don't think so. I think that's an album title, Pool Portal. Thank you. Yeah. I don't come up with a lot of those. That's nice. <laughs> I did like that stop-motion creature when he's just hanging on the rope in utter blackness. Oh, my God. The fucking... the, the Who takes the shotgun? And the flip of the... Um, yeah, positive point and grievance. Major. Laughed. Fucking great. Like, how does that dead bat thing know how to handle a gun? That's <laughs> so good. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It just <laughs> does. You take it as a given, Chew. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, so fucking good. Uh, and then yeah, but so anyway, Roger and Big Ben. That whole battle between them is—it's all positive points. It's fucking great. <laughs> Don't you roll your eyes at me? <laughs> no, it was all right. Come on. It was the appropriate. The length was appropriate. It didn't yeah. drag on for forever. Um. It was okay. I like that he was hanging off the side of a cliff, got his belt, hooked yeah. onto his arm, threw him over the side of the cliff. Big Ben's still not done. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, then you have... Go ahead. I was just going to say, I mean, he's already dead, so the chances of him coming back to life is pretty high. Right. Yeah. But what I like is then you have the fucking Freddy Krueger first Nightmare on Elm Street ending. I'm not afraid of you, Ben. I didn't know how I felt about that. Like, that's really, that was the source of Ben's power was fear. Roger's fear. Have you seen Nightmare on Elm Street? No. Fuck's sake. Okay, honestly, you know that I hadn't seen Halloween until over a year ago. So you think that I've seen Nightmare on Elm Street? But, but, but. Sue's our thinking cap here. I haven't seen shit. But. Fuck you. <laughs> it's ridiculous. That's our next teachable moment. Okay. God damn it. You know I love a scary movie. Yeah. Yeah. So upsetting. There's so You upset me so I, I can't choose teachable moments for you because they're just coming at such a furious pace. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I understand... The grievance you have with me for not seeing Nightmare on Elm Street. I know this. Okay. What you see in the heat of the night, you probably understand that too. Okay. Just to be clear. I believe you. How would you feel, just, you know, talking curious now, how would you feel about black and white movies? Uh, yeah. I don't care. I've well, seen want... To Kill a Mockingbird, so... Too bad. Wow. That <laughs> in good. itself is a miracle. For a long time, I've been wanting to make you watch 1949, The Third Man. Right. It's a noir mystery. Okay. So I'm just saying. With Mr. Orson Welles. Oh. Yes, ma'am. It's an all-timer, Chew. Okay. I believe you. But I guess we got to watch Nightmare on Elm Street first because you're such a jackass. There's a lot more that th where that came from, <laughs> as we know. I'm not afraid of you, Chew. <laughs> <laughs> and then he puts the grenade in old Big Ben and he blows up. Yeah. And, um, and then mom shows up in the taxi right on time. Just right. Just to see right her resurrected, time. reappeared child. And then the classic, Mommy? Mm-hmm. Ugh. Shut up, kid. And let's go fucking freeze frame. Let's freeze frame this fucking beauty. Fucking. <laughs> I didn't. You know what? You never know when a freeze frame, a freeze frame is coming. And then when it happens, you're like, God damn it. What the <laughs> fuck? Just happy Roger Cobb. Uh, like I half expected him to just throw a fist up in the air like, yeah. You know what there's not enough of? Blonde froze. Wow. William Katz got the most glorious blonde fro. Yeah. 
It is a little bit, huh? Not a little bit. Fucking lot. A lot of bit. (laughs) 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 All right. I mean, you know. House. I I recommend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I fully recommend this movie. I'm not even sure I've given it justice to let people know that when it's funny, it's fucking funny. And when it's scary, it's pretty scary. It's not as scary as it was when I was younger, right. I'll admit. But, um, but it's going for honest scares. It does yeah. things, you know, when those goblins take, I think it's the neighbor's kid, right? Yeah. And those, like, you know, it does things well, like, barely seeing them, just for a half second before they close the door. Yeah. And then taking them up the chimney and all that shit. Yeah. Good times. Yeah, that was good. Uh, All right. This is, like, a good, solid B movie. This was a good Mm -hmm. B movie. Yes. Yeah. The best of the best of B movies. I say, don't look at me like that. I stand firm. That's a bold statement, but okay. That's right. Uh, what's your drinking game? What's your drinking game? Did you do your homework? I did. I really? Have two. Yeah. You have two? Yeah. Well, give me one and then I'll give you mine and then you give me your <laughs> second one. <laughs> we'll go back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you give me yours, and then I'll and then I'll give you, and then. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, so funny. <laughs> um, first one. But don't take mine. I can't promise anything. <laughs> uh, my first one was take a drink, not a shot. Take a drink every time somebody says Jimmy. Wow. What's yours? Wait, who's Jimmy? The kid? The kid. Yeah. Does that happen a lot? Yes. Okay. Huh. Well, mine was take a drink every time the movie's going for comedy. Oh. Subjective. But. That's a good one. I think think it's spread pretty well. Yeah. You got... You know, you start with the the fans. Yeah. You got George Wentz introduction. Yep. You can just drink during that whole scene when he's burying the body. Just keep drinking. The real estate agent. Yep. Yeah. Maybe it tails off towards the end, though. I mean, really, honestly, anytime Norm comes over. Mm Mm-hmm. He looks funny in his goggles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, All right. What's your other one? Uh, take a shot whenever there's a flashback to Vietnam. Yeah, I thought of that. But then you get it. Or any yeah, flashback. It's still a flashback. It's still a flashback. Yeah. I would say any flashback. I'm going to rephrase. Because they do flashbacks when he's a kid and they do flashbacks when he loses his son. And Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, there you have it. All right. Party. House, 1986. What a fucking gem. Solid movie. See? Can't be complaining about watching this. No. All right, then. I did have a lot of grievances, but this movie's good. As you should. I had 16. That That's going to blow my mind. <laughs> 22 positive points. <laughs> so many positive points. <laughs> Alrighty. Is that it? I think so. You're yeah. no good, you're no good, you're no good. Lady Chu, you're no good. 
Well, we know that. <laughs> that's no All right, thing. ladies and gentlemen. That's House. Tell us what you think. Do you agree? Would you uh, recommend this movie like we do? 57% on Rotten Tomatoes. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Send us an email to the How Dare You podcast at gmail.com and tell us your feelings. For Lady Chu of No Longer To A T Fitness <laughs> and Chance. I'm just Lady Chu just of the Lady Chew. Chew household. Lady Chu of Movie Novice. <laughs> Chance here of the How Dare You Awards. <laughs> You'll be hearing us next time. Oh, for a fucking gem, Chew. I'm very excited. Me too. <laughs> I'm not going to tell them what it is, though. No. <laughs> All right. Say goodbye, Chew. Good day, everybody. Well said. Make good choices. Like a real person. Almost. <laughs> good day, madam. Bye. <laughs>